Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Welcome to the podcast, conscience that made us interviews and stories, tales from the bus. We love taking you back to when it all went down. The greatest live shows and that cheering crowd sound. It's concerts, concerts that made us, concerts that made us dot com. Hi, this is Sebastian from Late Night Trouble, and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us. Yeah. 
Sebastian, you're very welcome to Concerts That Made Us. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you now. So Late Night Trouble released your debut album, Candyland, back in October. What can you tell us about it? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, the album is a, it's a blast. It's a, from, from the beginning to scratch. Uh, it was a, a big project for us. It's our big, uh, the first big project that we worked on. Uh, and we co-produced it with uh, Robin, who was a, was been doing our production uh but uh, yeah so we just it, the most thing i can say is that uh, from those 10 songs that you're going to hear when you listen to the record there was like 75 songs at the beginning and we just cut it cut 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 until we 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 found the perfect fit for this uh thematic album Oh man, 75 songs. I have to ask then, how do you judge which songs make the cut? Well, uh, there's a couple of um, couple of stuff to consider. Uh, number one, uh, we wanted to go, uh, we knew we knew that the, uh, the artistic direction of the album that we wanted, like uh, we, we, we knew that it was going to be called Candyland, so uh, uh, we started with that. Uh, there was a song that was called Welcome to Candyland. So, of course, this one had to be in it. And then um, we uh, we wanted to present, like, uh, colorful stuff. And uh, we at some point, you just kind of feel it because uh, we got a... Cause before this project, there was many other songs that we used to play live that we could have picked and just, uh, uh, you know, take the easy way out. But... Um, uh, I I felt like we were somewhere else in uh, our music. We were in between um, style. We were evolving, so we kind of needed to choose songs that were that would fit the the, the album and also that would fit where we were at uh, professionally uh, speaking. So uh, yeah, that's um, that's how we that's how we we choose the songs. I get you. I get you. And how does the final version compare to the original version? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, a, a couple of songs. Uh, sometimes uh, when I draft something on the guitar and on the vocals, it's just it's just how it is. Uh, there's no uh, rewrites or big uh, big changes. Uh, a couple of songs that you can, uh, let's say um, it's a number five on the record. You wear me down. The song that I sing. Uh, I would say that the first draft or the second draft was like what you get besides all the the production uh, that has been add to add on to but the the, um, the structure of the song is basically that but uh, a couple of songs we changed because uh, um, it was uh, ideas from our producers or uh, we wanted to um, sometimes um, just try something else or um, you, you usually. Uh, with the the experience that I have writing songs over the years, because I'm new to you, uh, to everybody else for like a, just a couple of years in the band, but I've been writing songs all my life and I've been writing crap all my life until I'm able to write some good stuff. Uh, so um, at this point, uh, I have my my work ethic and the method I, the way I used to write songs or 
how I like the song to be written or structured. So it's coming easier for me. Uh, so uh, that's why we scrapped all the old stuff and we wanted to uh, new songs or new stuff that were coming out of my mind. And that's where uh, that's where we're at. Right, right. You know, typically then when it comes to making new music for you guys, what does the process look? Is it completely collaborative? Does one of you guys take the lead or? Well, uh, most of the stuff uh, the, that we wrote, uh, let's say music or uh, lyrics uh, comes for me, comes from me. That's uh, my, my, that's my job in the band come up with the songs um that's what i'm good at too so uh, like i told you before it's it's coming uh it's, it's easy for me to come up with some stuff but uh yeah you're gonna have a bunch of crap for a, a, a good song but that, that's just how it is um but um it comes from many directions sometimes i just uh, i just wake up and i heard a riff in my mind and just go on the guitar play it sometimes i'm Taking a shower and there's some vocals that are coming uh, to mind. Uh, very, uh, very, um, many inspirations comes from uh, many ways for me. I getcha. I getcha. You know, something that's instantly noticeable about you guys is you seem like great fun. You know, you're almost like one hell of a party band. Like, you know, you're going to have a great time. Where does this come from? Well, I think it's our personality, uh, our energy. That's uh, it's just how we. It, there's no persona. It's just how we are. Um, Roxanne is a is a is a super ball, super ball of energy. I'm I'm like that too. I love to um, to, to move and uh, have fun. Uh, I'm a big. Uh, I like the gatherings. I like parties. Uh, so that's just how it is. It just come naturally for us to uh, be like that and that to, uh, well, uh, s sell this kind of product on stage. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we opened the show with the single Take It Off, one hell of a song. What can you Thank tell you. us about us? Uh, well, Take It Off is an interesting song because... Um, uh, as you can hear on the record, it, there's a lot of a, uh, there's a lot of um, of a uh, add-on production to this song. So it was hard for me at the beginning to, I I kind of know where I wanted this song to go, but I wasn't sure. Uh, so I, yeah, this is one of the songs that I build, rebuild, 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 do the vocals, uh, lyrics uh, twice and. Uh, couple of times um at some point the main idea that you can hear on the record is there's two ways to see this song uh number one uh well yeah of course it's a not a love song but uh, you know a song about sex that's number one <laughs> the other way around to see the song is that it's a uh, like two people are fighting each other like in a boxing ring or something like that so I kind of I kind of like those two ideas, and I kind of want to write the let's say the the lyrics and the chorus to uh, let the people the listener in, uh, interpret the song either which way either it's 
Do they prefer to see the sex side of it or the fighting side of it? So it's kind of I kind of let it out there. But um, yeah, I mixed those two idea and I redid the lyrics. Uh, the melody was already there. The chorus was like the the first thing that came to mind way 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 back. That hasn't changed. Uh, but the verses, uh, it's uh, they were written many many times until you get uh, get what you get on the record. Right, right. And I suppose at this stage, so we'll dive into your own personal experiences when it comes to music to give the listeners a sense of where you come from. So if you can, can you remember your earliest musical memory? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, there's well, there's two things that comes to mind uh, regarding music for me. Um, I know that uh, way, way back when I was in a... Uh, high school i I was not um well that's uh that's funny because i was not a very um i wasn't listening to music that much when i was a kid uh but at one point uh i remember in high school was getting my books to go to the next class and some girl just hand hand over uh, an, an album and she was like i'm giving it to you five bucks and i was like well okay five bucks let's let's get get the album and it was uh, the first record of a simple plan. No pads, no helmets, just balls. And I started from there. So I uh, listened to this, blew my mind. I remember um, just, uh, I was learning English at that point. Uh, like, uh, so I remember listening to the record over and over with a notepad, with a blank notepad. And I was trying to write the lyrics on my own. Because I had no computer at that point, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where it started for me. You learn English, love music, then I got to play uh, play guitar uh, for the first time when I was uh, f- uh, 14, 14 years old. I remember uh, all my friends were going to this optional class. It was a guitar class, and just out, uh, I, I didn't want to learn the guitar. I just wanted to follow my friends. So. Uh, I I checked that too. First year, well, maybe, yeah, the first year, I was not very interested. I wasn't doing my homework, wasn't practicing much, wasn't listening in class. And uh, so, yeah, the first year was just scratch. I didn't didn't play or used to play or love the guitar. Uh, But at the end of the year, the summer, it was my birthday. I remember my aunt bought me a guitar because she was like, He's in a guitar class, so let's just buy him the old kit. Um, that's just how she is. Uh, so she bought me a guitar that I still have to this day, a, a black Washburn guitar with a rosewood neck. I remember it. And uh, my first amp, which is a small Marshall that I still have to this day. And um, it was sitting in the corner, getting dusty and dusty. But uh, one day, I remember t- I took the guitar. And man, the rest is history. I was playing the guitar all the summer. Then I went outside for two months, came back to class the next year and blew everybody away. <laughs> I like that's it. How it. That's how it, that's how it, uh, it happened for me. <laughs> nice, nice. And you know, yeah. for for listeners maybe on this side of the world, what's your local music scene like? What's the scene like in Canada? Well, to be honest with you, with the... Uh, financial crisis that we're going through right now it's uh 
kind of a kind of on, on old it's like you know some stuff are happening but um less bands are on the road uh less big bands are coming to town uh we're just kind of uh trying to promote as much as we can on the internet because that that's that's never stops and never sleeps but the the scene right now is uh yeah it's kind of a in between as i can say Right, right. And you guys, you mentioned bigger bands come to town. You guys have actually played with some bigger bands. What do you learn when you're playing on that level? Oh, man. Uh, when we play with those bands, it's uh, it's uh, it's crazy. It's overwhelming because uh, we, we played once with my favorite band, Crowbot. So that, was, that, was by, that was like mind-blowing. I was backstage. I got... I, I I couldn't believe that I was there, but at some point you got to get the job done. It was like, but uh, when to talk to those guys and and uh, what do we learn from them? It's uh, it's it's just the um, we we learned that uh, you got to keep pushing, got to keep your head up, you got to believe in yourself. Uh, those kind of mentality. That's what you learn uh, when you see those bands. Because they're at the next level, so if we want to get there, we have to do do the do our things our own way, but with the same mentality. So uh, yeah, just keep pushing. Good advice. Good advice. And you know, it's called concerts that made us podcast. So I have to ask you, as a concert goer, what concerts do you think have made you? The, a concert that made us. Uh, well. I would say the concert that brought us to the next level where we're at right now would be uh, when we play the, the Nova Scotia, uh, the Truro Festival. I think that's the one that uh, just shown everybody that uh, we are able to uh, keep up with the bands that, that were there. There was big names there, man. There was the Lazies, Treatise, Grace, July Talk, and so many more. But uh, be on the same the same stage as them, give uh give a hell of a show like we always do, and uh, also we opened the, this concert. We we opened the festival on the first day. We were the first band there. So um yeah, it was a it was a big um it was a big mission. I think to open is is never easy. No, no. Uh, so it was a. It was a big mission for us. Uh, it gave us the opportunity to open the festival, give us what we have for thirty minutes, and that's what we did. And uh, yeah, so we got the we we got a, a lot of new followers. We got a lot of exposure during that show. We made a lot of um, uh, acquaintance. Uh, we we met some people from the industry and from the other bands. And I think that that's the that's where we were able to get to where we are today a little further. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's the concert that had made us so far. I like it. Jeez, that's that. As you mentioned, that's a very big job opening the entire festival. Oh man! And yeah, especially know, if you're an unknown band, nobody knew us there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was a uh, yeah. We we got a very good response from the crowd and from the other bands. And uh, at that point, the 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 show was on. People were warmed up. And uh, it went well for the next three days. 
<laughs> Glad to hear it. And you know, if you flip it around then and look back at all the gigs you've played in your career, is there one that maybe you would say was the worst and how did you overcome it? <laughs> uh, uh, well, for me personally, as a as a guitar player, my worst gigs are always the one that we have like, uh, like uh, big technical difficulties. Um, I just hate when my guitar doesn't work or there's like no ground, so you can just it's, it's fuzzy all the time. That pisses me off, but um, we overcome it well. I was uh, just try to play through the songs and uh, give more and more energy every time so uh, that people will notice the energy, not the rest. But uh, we haven't had like a bad gig so far, something that was very wrong. Uh, we, we got a couple of gigs that when we when we first started, there was like three people, but that, that doesn't make it as a bad gig. It does a... Uh, it doesn't matter. If there are three people, three thousand people. We're gonna give the same show, so that's not a reason for a bad gig for 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 us. But uh, I remember one point I forgot my uh, my attire, my my stage attire. So I was playing in my little shorts with a little uh, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt with my flip flops. That, that was uh, that was bad because moving like I do and clicking on the pedals. Uh, with flip-flops don't do that <laughs> not working well uh, yeah, i wouldn't <laughs> think so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that would be uh that would be that gig <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to showtime then what's your pre-show and post-show ritual how do you psych yourself up and then afterwards how do you wind down uh before the show uh i usually uh at some points um um, at some points, I like go into the, I go somewhere where I, I'm alone. I play guitar just to warm my fingers, warm myself for at least 30, 45 minutes. When I'm warmed up, I get up, I uh, put my attire, then I stretch myself. I, I, I stretch myself. I, I'm like, I'm preparing myself. I'm just jumping jacks, jumping around just, you know, to get the energy flowing. Um, do my um, do my preparation for my vocals, and then uh, just hit the stage. I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, no special, uh, no special stuff. And afterwards, well, usually it was it was a party, 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 drinking, drinking, drinking. But uh, I'm taking like a break of drinking right now, so I'm not. I'm, uh, so I don't know what I'm gonna do after the next show. We're gonna do. <laughs> I'll tell you next time. <laughs> right, right. If that's if that's the case, then the drinking, drinking, party, party. What kind of antics do you guys get up to when you're on tour? Any wild stories you can share with us? Uh well, there's always some stuff happening. Um wild stories. Um, uh I don't know what you mean by wild. If you mean like something like out of the 80s movie, something like that, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, but um, I've, I don't know, man. We just, uh, I don't really know, to be honest with you. Uh, I remember at, uh, after the Truro show, through the festival, it was like, 
there was like free beer for the bands. Oh my god, don't don't tell me that twice. <laughs> and uh I drank I drank so much. Uh, it was crazy. Roxanne drank a lot too that night. I think we both uh, we both passed out. And uh, our drummer and uh, Alex uh, had to pick uh, ourselves up. So that 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 will be will be a wild one. I could tell you. <laughs> it sounds as it sounds as. And you know, when it comes to your fans and your listeners, is there yes. an interaction you've had maybe post gig or before gig that makes it all worth it? Well, uh, anybody that comes to us to tell us that uh, they like what we're doing and they're they're just uh, giving us positive vibes and positive reviews, or they want uh, they're telling us that they like our stuff or whatever, uh, it's always good to hear. Uh, we always make time for our fans, even if it's before or after the show. Uh, sm- smaller gigs, it's uh, interesting because people they arrive before we get on stage. And sometimes we're just at the bar or just chilling out with people. So it's a we get an easy connection with uh, our fans. There's a when we go like uh, let's say um, close to uh, let's say any gig we do in Quebec or uh, stuff in Ontario. There's like a, a little bunch of people that uh, follow us a lot. They come to every show or at least uh, most of them. Uh, always fun to hang out with them. Uh, Personally, so far, there's a guy that uh, comes to our show very often and likes what we do. He's uh, sitting in a wheelchair. And uh, so it's, uh, let's say we have a gig, we play at a bar, like in the third floor, something like that. He always needs someone to pick him up. So he goes to the bar so because uh, he cannot climb the stairs. And um, I remember uh, I'm always the one going for it. Uh, me and some of the guy, we just grab him. Get get up and uh, get up the stairs on another floor. So that's a interesting interaction that we have with the the super fan. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And you know, when you put so much of yourself into being a musician, how do you balance your personal lives with the demands of being a musician? Well, so far, it's uh, we know that uh, where we want to go with the band. At some point, it's going to be harder to balance. So far, it's uh, it's uh, it's um, I will not say easy, but it's uh, manageable. Is the word because uh, we all work uh, our, our our nine to five shift. Uh, we all do. Uh, I'm, um, we're all working uh, a lot, and um, so uh, to balance stuff. Uh, when we have shows, it's you know just take the weekend off, so it's easy. But uh, let's say when we were working uh, working on Candyland, so we have to make time for recording session, jamming session, uh, mastering session. Uh, it was it was um, well. The the only thing you have to do is not get lost in what you have to do. So you make a schedule. Uh, you um, you make a schedule and you just go 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 for it. Uh, it's just a work ethic. This is just how it is. Like most things, I suppose, if you have a good work ethic, you'll uh, you'll complete the task. Yeah, of course. But on my uh, <laughs> when I was uh, when I got the job where I'm working right now, and this first thing I told them is, I said, "Hi, my name is Sebastian. I'm in a band, and at some point, it's gonna it's gonna it's it's gonna come between the work. So I'm and I'm always gonna choose the band. Are you comfortable with that?" They say, 
yes and then we get to chatting and, and so it's just a matter of uh just setting the record straight and uh and they um and the, at work they they listen to my music too and they get to uh and the the very 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 uh the they're giving me the time where i needed for the band so yeah yeah so that helps uh they help me a lot to manage so it's uh comes easier Man, it sounds like you have a very understanding boss. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I bring the numbers too, so he has to be understanding. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll, lose, we'll lose that great element that I am. <laughs> <laughs> very modest as well, I see. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you have to know what you're worth, man. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, as a band, what has been the biggest challenge you've faced so far and how did you overcome it? Uh, the biggest challenge is always and always will be uh, communication um, during uh, let's say uh, let's say jamming session or when we were, were building song or where we want the what's next for the band when we ask those important questions it's always um, the challenge is always communication as more as a we're getting to know each other more and more each day because we're all living together so it's at some point uh, it's uh, coming easier we know our boundaries and we know what kind of stuff we can say on how we can say stuff so we learn every day but uh, yeah in the beginning uh, communication was hard but uh, that's how it is in every band every family every group have to at some point understand each other and uh the most out of every conversation and when you look to the future then say five years time how would you like late night trouble to evolve oh five years um mm. i would like us to be uh i would like us to live from our music only this is what i would love five years from now uh to be comfortable I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to be a multimillionaire and makes money. Like, I cannot, I don't know what to do with it. That would be nice, but that's not the point. The point is to make a living out of uh, our passion, which is the music. And uh, travel the world, have fun, uh, meet people, and uh, just uh, have a home to come to. But uh, yeah. yeah, I would say if we, we live for my music that's that's a win for me you think nowadays though that's still achievable for bands you know not to become like the multi-millionaire like on metallica's level but as you've said just make a living do you think it's still achievable well it, i think it's harder than it was to achieve that because uh like you said before we've met other bands we talked with other bands that are on the on the other levels that we are and they still have uh, side jobs or they still have some kind of uh, um, other ways to make money. Uh, so I will not say 100%. I, I think it's still, I, I think there's it's a good question because at some, I think that at some point there's like you, you, you either, you're either comfortable, maybe have a side job or two to, you know, get that extra cash that you need for whatever, but you're comfortable and you do the music uh, uh, all the, uh, like for for a living, and there's like the the complete opposite, where it's like super big Metallica size. 
I don't think there's anything in between. No. Definitely so I think not. it's the, either you you make your way, you, you get a living, you, you got to have a side job or two to get, get things going, or you, you either super big and you have you have everything else. So uh, yeah, I think that's what it is with the business right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, before we dive into the last couple of questions, then plans for twenty twenty four. Lay it all out first. Gigs, music. What's on the cards? We want to play, man. We want to play live. We want to play live in the United States. Uh, I would love to play live in the UK. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, we're coming there, man. We we're coming. Just be prepared. We're coming. <laughs> we'll be looking forward to it right um, we'll dive into the last few if you could see any performer from history in concert for one night only who would it be oh my god I could see one um, good question uh, one for one night only hmm very good question. Um, oh, la la. A couple of names that comes to mind, but I will. I don't know my my top top top. Uh some someone. Uh, I just don't have it at the top of my head. Someone from the eighties. Let's. Uh, I don't know a guy from Toto or Phil Collins. Something. Someone like that. Okay. Okay. Good choice. Someone like that. Yeah. Someone like that. There's other names, but. I just don't have it uh, there, but uh, it, it don't, n- nothing more comes to mind. But a guy from this, I- I'm sure after the interview, I'm going to look the bands and I'm sitting there like, okay, that's the guy. <laughs> Probably. But right now, I have nothing. But someone <laughs> from the 80s, for sure. Good choice. Here's a, a bit of a weird one now. If you had to spend 24 hours locked in a room with any musician from history, who would it be? Oh... Uh, oh my god, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I would say Denko Jones, right? Right, that's my guy. What would you hope to learn from him? Everything, man, everything he has to say <laughs> from, from, from his experience, from how he writes songs, from uh, his ideas, anything from how he, how he started, how he became what he became. Uh, yeah, just 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 talk for 24 hours and I'm going to listen and write down some stuff. <laughs> Perfect. <That's all. laughs> and uh, the final one. So now this is a bit of a tricky one. What song would appear on the soundtrack to your life? Oh, my God. Those answers, man. <laughs> Questions. Um, soundtrack of my life. Um, uh, that's hard, too. That's another question that I would go look on Spotify while I'm listening to. And I was like, okay, that one, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> uh, on the top of my head right now. Um, that's hard, man. Uh, I don't know. Um, soundtrack of my life. I'll, uh, make it, I'll make it easier on you. So what album is your go-to album to listen to? Okay, that's good. That's good. Well, it depends on the mood. Uh, but my go-to album, like from top to bottom, uh, uh, 
my god there's one album that comes to mind right now it's a uh, kingdom of desire by toto okay good one good one i like it yeah there was some sure to be other albums but no one comes to mind right now perfect listen sebastian it's been an absolute blast now thanks a million well thank you very much for the invitation again thank you for your questions they were very nice i like them and uh, hopefully we'll get to chat uh, at some point uh, later on I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. 
And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here.